Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And joining me on this show is Hashley Giles, a Britcoin pleb. I like to get as many plebs on the show as I can to really mix it up with the uh, the more well-known people in the space, those that have been around for a while. Hashley has joined the space since March of COVID madness the beginning of that that's what helped him fall down the rabbit hole when he was forced to close his business and furlough his employees that's what gave him the time to start looking at different options out there to start protecting yourself and guess what he found the one and only bitcoin rabbit hole it's great to bring the plebs on from all walks of life and talk through their journey and how they're helping others now. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Please reach out. Criminally underfollowed account, as many of the plebs are. So make sure you're following and reach out in his DMs if you feel there's any way you can help him. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rip. Before we do get into it, make sure you're stacking your sats. There's plenty of companies out there to choose from, but those few companies out there that choose to help me and support the show are known as swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten in the US of A. They fly across all 50 states. You will get a free 10 bucks if you use that link forward slash bitten at sign up. You can use in Europe relay, R-E-L-A-I.ch forward slash bitten. Same deal. You're going to get some kind of discount and you can create affiliate links with both of these companies to share with your other friends when you onboard them. They can stack your sats for you out of euros and pounds. You can also use Bitcoin Reserve now, based in Europe. You can stack up to a thousand euros a day on your card. Please go and check out whether you can use their flash service from the UK. I know you can use their concierge service, anything 50,000 and above for um, UK residents and of course across Europe, white glove service. So help your boomers out, get them on there and get them loaded up very, very quickly. No messing around. Um, shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. I know you guys hear me going about this a lot. And probably you've heard a lot of the guests going about this. But it's very important that you take control of your coins. And you can do that with a hardware wallet. Bitbox 02 edition is very, very good. Shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten will save you 5% on that purchase. And what a purchase to make because if it's going to have your life savings nice and safe, why wouldn't you do that? If you want to get to the conference, make sure you use, you use code bitten at checkout for five, uh, 10% off those tickets. Make sure you can travel first. There's going to be big announcements coming. There's going to be the tickets are going to go up in price pretty soon as well, so make sure you're watching that. But Jordan Peterson is going now, and Cynthia Lummis, and you've got the Sound Money Fest on the last day. Dead Mouse are going to be there. San Holo are going to be there, amongst many others. 
Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the show. All right, we're with uh, we're, we're with Ashley Giles, Lauren. What's your question for Ashley? So my first question is: uh, so I heard that you have a company. Uh, what yes. does your company do? There's two different companies. So I run a marketing company, which I've done for ooh, 24 years now, um, and we are involved in essentially working with companies who want to get more customers and probably more importantly keep more customers um, but we're not uh, an online business we're very much in sort of face-to-face acquisitions um, and then I guess have back-end um, how would you call it uh, sort of software and processes that hopefully get customers to remain loyal and keep paying and ordering certain products and the other really exciting business I'm involved in now is a food business, um, which uh, is very like you'll you'll have seen, you know, heard of the sort of recipe box culture that certainly in England and various countries. And this is a play on that theme, but it is chef prepared ready meals. So they are ready in three minutes in the microwave prepared by chefs. Um, and I'm assisting them because the guy who set it up is only 28 years old. Um, and it's a really interesting business to be in. So, yeah, lots of fun, lots of uh, excitement, and lots of hard work. All right. And my second question is, uh, wait, you know Bitcoin, right? Yes. Yeah, probably, probably for as long as you've maybe known it. Maybe less, but yes, I do. Okay, so um, what is the thing you like about Bitcoin? Oof, that is a great question. Um, for me, I'm probably, an, considering I only sort of heard of Bitcoin or, or actually started studying it 16 months ago, um, and I'm now 50 years old, so I'm quite uh, old compared to a lot of people, I think, you know, find it. Um, I think for me, what I like about it sort of grows every single day. If I had to say one thing and one fact about Bitcoin that I like about it is that there is a completely fixed supply that cannot be increased. That to oh. me is uh, was the, the first thing that sort of made real sense to me. But since then, there is so much I like about it. Right. Um, I think the second thing is actually what, what Bitcoin can do in the developing world um not so so much just countries like you know england where everyone has you know bank accounts and what have you what most people do but in countries that you know people are sending money overseas and are you know getting you know a lot of that money taken off through middlemen and then just the ability like with countries like el salvador and others and even in argentina the people now are downloading these wallets which is the first time they've ever been to interact with anything on their phone money-wise because they, you know, can't get bank accounts. So that is uh, really exciting. Right, okay. And uh, that's all my questions for today. Do, do you have any questions for me or...? Yeah, I've got two. How old are you? Um, I, I'm 11. You're 11. Um, what, what's your, what's the best thing about not going to school in the normal way that most people do every day? I, so I told my daughter about you. She's only seven. 
and she thought it sounded really good not having to get dressed in uniform and go to school every day. Yeah, yeah and I, I wake up earlier than usual. Then like you, you mean you wake up later uh, than usual? Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. later than usual. And uh, yeah, I mean, originally I didn't have to wear a uniform, so that was fine. Uh, yeah. We didn't have to go through the stress like, oh, I didn't pack that. Oh, it, it, what, what, what did you do? And then, yeah, yeah. it just gets all frustrating. And yes. then um, I have longer breaks, like I said earlier. Like, but sometimes my day is like, like 9, uh, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, sorry, 1, 2, Three and then my day's finished, or I have like uh ten to to eleven and then twelve to 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 one and then I have full break and then Eric like I only have like one class and then yeah it's like it's like I I can choose what I can do too but I have like that's amazing yeah that is amazing and what do you what's your sorry one more question what's your favorite thing to do when you're not studying. What's your oh, hobbies? Either playing with a friend, which is uh, Minecraft Education, or or Roblox, or uh, oh, Roblox. We just uh, we've just had a seven year old discover that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? I guess I have more things to do. I can do more things. Like I can do more baking, um, yeah, so I don't have to do it later in the evening. I can just do it like, you know, like one, one p.m. in the afternoon. Fabulous. And then it's like uh, usual stuff: yeah. watching a movie with your sister, or playing some toys, or, or playing a card game. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fabulous. Sounds yeah, really. Um free it which is. is good which is good well when lovely you're... speaking to you yeah it's nice to see you it, sorry it was nice talking to you too <laughs> pleasure okay anyways i have to go since my class is now okay yeah. go have for it, it. Have, a, have fun yeah take care bye. bye 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 all right Ashley. We should probably, I mean, the um, the Aussies and the Kiwis are probably very aware of Hashley Giles and the uh, the name that you've chosen, but we should probably let the the guys across the pond know uh, that the the kind of relevance of your pseudonym, uh, our yes. Canadian and US listeners. Yeah, well, there's a bit of cricket in Canada. And actually, there's a bit of cricket in the US, but yeah, on me, um, as a kid... Um, I wanted to be a professional cricketer um, and I played decent level but by the age of sort of you know late teens it was pretty apparent that I a probably didn't quite have the talent but b certainly didn't have the discipline to practice so cricket has always been a love of mine my favorite sport and then I really hadn't been on Twitter much and of course stumbling into Bitcoin recommend you go on Twitter um and started seeing all these different so you know the, the sort of northern americans would have their sort of take on sort of handles twitter handles and then i sort of found this british english sporting 
um, crop of people who would take something from Bitcoin and incorporate it into a famous ex footballer or what have you and honestly it took me about two days because i kept thinking of things going on and finding oh he's got that or she's got that etc and then it came to me i thought actually there aren't many cricketers out there apart from i think jason hodler and a few others um and yeah and that's hashley giles who um had a very good england career um and unfortunately has just been um let go from his position as uh head of the england cricket setup so yeah that's uh, that's why it's Ashley. So how did you fall into the rabbit hole of Bitcoin? So this is a <clears throat> quite a bizarre one. Um, my business was very affected in the um, lockdown. We had to we had to stop. So it would have been um, sort of the uh, the April two thousand and twenty, um, and we stopped for a good you know four four and a bit months. And over that time with homeschooling. I think it was when in England you were allowed to go for a walk with one person or something. Um, and one of my daughter's friends, fathers sort of messaged me and we were chatting about what I did. And he was someone who um, introduced fast scaling businesses, essentially helped businesses with funding, but also to acquire large customer bases quickly, which is essentially what I do. Um, or, or businesses I consult to do. Um, and he talked to me, he said, oh, I'm going to introduce you to this company. Um, and he goes, they, um, they're a, sort of, they're in Bitcoin. I'm like, right, I've heard the term Bitcoin, but I couldn't for the life of you tell anything what it is. Um, and yeah, I got introduced to this company, um, which was a UK-based exchange uh, who had again, raise some money and wanted to acquire more customers. And they, we had a call, um, looked at it. And then um, he mentioned one thing to me on the walk. He goes, look, I'm personally not invested in it, but there's a guy that if you're interested, go and listen to, and his name's Max Kaiser. Um, and go and find him on YouTube, he's on RT, whatever. Um, and that's what sort of, so I walked away and it was really interesting with lockdown because it was the first time in my life that whilst we had a lot of business restructuring to do, I actually didn't have anything to do. So it gave me time to study something that I never, ever would have had the time to do, actually. Um, so that was the interesting part um, that it just came from a school. So it was more luck than design. Um, but very quickly, it became something that started to occupy a lot more of my day than other things but class of 2020 mate class um, of yeah it's been it's been class of yeah, 2020 yeah. we're falling down the rabbit hole in such amazing amount of like the, the number of people that fell down the rabbit hole and the speed at which they fell down the rabbit hole was it was unbelievable to see it was truly like oh my god like these guys are getting it on mass very very quickly yes yes um, so I think that was the benefit whilst it was, you know, horrific for the business, you know, over that first year, really, um, what I took out of it and, and my business partner as well at the same time. I think that really helped that, you know, someone who I trusted to work with for a long time and have similar values. Um, we both sort of did it at the same time, um, which I think helps, you know, you're not on your own and there's someone you sort of trust. 
Um, but yeah, and then the content, I was just more and more content. We decided to buy, you know, a lockdown puppy who was terribly, terrible sleeping at night. Neighbours had young children. We were frightened that, you know, the barking dog would wake the children up. So very often I'd come down at other god earthly, unearthly hours and pop the TV on and guess what I was going to do for an hour or so. So... Uh, yeah, really interesting. Um, and I think the other thing that was interesting that was one of the, which sounds ridiculous, but um, my, my daughter's initials are BTC. Um, and I thought, okay, there's, there's, there's maybe a bit of fate here. Um, so yeah, but it's been, it's been a fun 16, 17 months, however, yeah, about that length of time. Has it changed the the way you view or do business now at all? Hugely. Um, I think what's quite embarrassing about it all myself is that, you know, I'm certainly not, I mean, I, you know, I, I did the traditional GCSEs, A-levels, university, got a terrible degree, and I was, you know, I, I got through school by basically being pretty adequate at sports and just going by, and I think, you know, I've never had a job as such I've never worked for so I've always worked for myself um but one of the things that I sort of look back on now and go crikey that the understanding of the history of money was just something that a never taught b I never thought to research and c it, when you start to understand it it's actually quite well it's just shocking um, and that, for me, was just a real eye-opener as to, wow, this is how the world, you know, has worked. And I can't, you know, I, you know I'm someone who's you know, fortunate that that generation was taking advantage of constant rise of property prices and that sort of stuff. So I've been very fortunate in terms of, you know, really COVID and business, not that, you know, I've had lots of business ventures that haven't gone well and some that have gone really well. Um, but yeah, so it's really viewed on that. I think um, certainly even now in terms of how you run daily, both business and personal life in terms of wastage of capital and overspending and, you know, because actually there was never an incentive to save as such. It was just, well, you know, if you've got a primary property as an asset that seems to in London just keep going up in value, that is your potentially your exit and you run businesses to sort of fund your lifestyle and what have you. Um, and then you look at it and I was never someone who was into the stock market for whatever reason. I just didn't. I never have ever um, bought shares. Um, the whole sort of financial advisor of do this with your money put it here put it there didn't really tick a box and I think for me it was always investing I guess in myself and businesses that I was looking after um, and running so yeah I, but it was that just that it just for me very quickly um, made sense um, made a lot of sense quickly because I think I was was able to put a lot of hours in in a period in a very short period of time that maybe other people couldn't um so yeah it's um yeah it was it was rapid in terms of my my conviction to it of the people that uh, you you help the the like the, the long-standing clients the the employees uh the people close to you your wife uh, 
anyone else come to mind have seen a change in you in, in the way that you're handling business or, or yourself personally? Yeah, and I think it, um, I think so. I mean, business-wise, what COVID did, and again, having a disastrous year, it actually, we changed the way the business worked. And instead of us getting so involved, we actually took a back seat and we streamlined everything. And actually it's running better than ever with less input from ourselves. And a lot of that time that I guess was spent tinkering with the business that maybe you shouldn't tinker with. A lot of that time now, both myself and probably to a lesser extent, my partner, we are, or I am, you know, learning more, understanding more, talking more about Bitcoin. Um, I think, you know, a couple of people close to me have said, I'm quite, you know, an outspoken and when I like something, I'm really enthusiastic about it, but they're like, this has really got you. This is, this is a focus and sort of a passion and a conviction that, wow, you know, um, because it has. Um, and that is, you know, that's nothing, you know, and I, I think in the first, you know, I will talk about it, but that's not price related at all, which is quite a nice place to sort of, being it's just the whole fundamentals and just what is unfolding before everyone's very eyes um that 99 of the population still are not aware of which is really interesting it really is and uh, um, there's, so yeah there's... i think and i think the wife yeah my wife would say yeah my wife sorry my wife would also say that you know the, the headphones have been on a lot more and I've disappeared to a lot of rooms and she's like, well, what are you doing? Are you doing some work? You're not, are you? I'm like, no. So yeah, there's a lot of that. There's, there was something you put out the other day, which is quite interesting. Um, a, a short story, an anecdotal story of you being at dinner, I think, and overhearing yes. a, uh, yes. a neighboring table where there was some, yes. some, I don't know, like, half celebrity kind of people on the table and you you had to yeah, go yeah, over yeah, and introduce yeah, yourself yeah. because you'd overheard them talking about crypto or something yes well yeah so it was um yeah we were out for a friend's birthday and ironically it was um the the husband of the wife whose birthday it was and there were just a few of us out and he was really um grilling me actually last probably last few times i've spoken to him incredibly successful person um and lovely guy but grilling me on bitcoin and what he had heard and how he knew someone who had made a lot of money in bitcoin in the early days as he put it generational wealth who was then advising him to buy the next bitcoin which was some other project um, and I'd gone off at him for a while and, a, you know, every time there's a decent, really credible, be it a Fidelity report or a KPMG, he will be getting that WhatsApp first. And I think actually this was the day of the KPMG got announced. And he was then, right, this is serious. And it was really interesting that he goes, I've decided um, I've got to be storing it offline. I probably need anywhere from one to five percent of myself and my brother's net worth, which is it'll be a lot. Um and yeah, it's got to be Bitcoin. So I was like, right, amazing. That's really, really good. Um, but then on the next table, it was actually, they were talking of the metaverse, someone was, uh, and getting really, and, yeah. and I just had to. And I saw my wife was sort of, you know, looking at me thinking, please don't. 
Uh, and luckily I was, you know, designated driver. So I was, you know, totally compassmentous. And I just, it, it was quite nice. It was sort of the way the tables were and it was quite quiet, but there was a bit of a buzz. And I said, I just sort of leaned over and said, excuse me. And I just hear you talking. Um, I, I, I just think, you know, if you'd like to hear another side of the discussion, I think you're slightly misguided. Um, and love to, you know, share some views. And so it then retired to the bar and it became this sort of, discussion uh, with people who actually um, had no basic understanding of what Bitcoin is, but very much had all these sort of buzzwords in their vocabulary of a lot of other stuff that they heard was really exciting. And one of the comments was, yeah, but I've just heard that it's literally money for nothing. NFTs, all this stuff. And it's like, wow, there's so much noise out there and confusion. Um, and so it's really interesting. And again, you know, if you don't mind, I'll send you this document on WhatsApp to these strangers. And actually, you know, a couple of people have, you know, been in touch since and they, yeah, I think they're um, on their way. But it's just, you know, it's interesting. Um, and I think it's moved with me from that. Um, I think when you, you know, you first get involved and certainly I think, the age I am and the sort of friendship groups I've got, they're probably the most cynical to Bitcoin, I think, I would say. Because a lot of these people have done all right in life. So actually, well, I, do I need it? Do I not? I, uh, you know, and they have, yeah. That, so I think for me, it was more, you know, I had to very much, whilst my business partner, do this and get this conviction alone and not actually ask and engage with too many people too close to me too early who might have an alternative viewpoint, of, of which I know many have, because, you know, whenever I talk about Bitcoin, they say, oh, yeah, but we're all in Ethereum now. And it's like, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's good. So it's been a real sort of part-time hobby wherever I am. I'm, I'm talking about it. So you mentioned as well that you're not looking at price. Now, that's been a very, very quick turnaround as well, because I'm sure in the early days, like all of us, you were phenomenal go up and you were probably addicted to looking at price. And it takes, I mean, yes. it would have taken me years and years and years to have reached the conviction that I've reached um, because there just wasn't as much content around when, yes. when you were searching around for that that kind of yeah whether they are articles or reports or you know there was nothing no announcement from kpmg back in those days the only stuff you no. get would be fud from kpmg right? yeah. So yeah. You, you didn't have any of this kind of reinforcing uh narrative from certainly not from forbes or wall street journal or you know bloomberg or reuters any of these uh, usual big wigs that people are used to um, reading and trusting or financial times, for example, mm. um, that just wasn't available. Now the, the narrative is starting to shift a little bit. So people like yourself, when you come in, why, why was it so quick for you to realize price doesn't matter? So I think it was two things because actually for, so I made, I mean, I remember my first purchase and it was a really small amount of money because I was just, and literally it was so nerve wracking and I sort of bought it and then sold it straight away and then rebought and to, to almost convince myself, oh, this actually works. And then got some real conviction um, the end of 2020. 
Sydney, which again was pretty good timing. And then you sort of, and I remember I met Fen for a coffee on the New Year's evening, 30,000 for the first time and what have you. Um, but then sort of had a strategy really of, okay, well, over and since then, it's been almost constant accumulation. And actually my worries about price has never been... <laughs> You know, I think, you know, look, no one knows and I'm not a chart person or whatever. I'll look at the odd, the odd thing. But I'm certainly, I guess there's two things. One, I'm completely in it for the long haul. Um, this is not a, a trade. Although if you'd have asked me this question in the first couple of months, I had a price in mind that I thought, OK, well, I, I didn't have as longer term conviction as I do now. I think the thing about price that really worried me was, um, I'm a business partner, it was when there were those three months that the Plan B model literally came within a whisker. And it was the following month, I think it was going to be, it was 97 and then 135 or whatever it was. And I was really worried. Going, what do we do? Like, what, what, what you know, almost, I, I don't want it to go that high, that quickly, because what, what's thing i don't know i'd just rather have some steady you know um so that was good and then i think you just you just learn and i think you know yeah there's um there's a lot of um yeah, there's a lot of people with a lot of incentives to keep the price down that is for sure um i would imagine at this stage um but i think you know there's that great um and this actually really helped. And I think it was Mark Yusko, the sort of segment of price is a liar and value and whatever. And that really made sense because I'm someone who never watched any financial, pro nothing before um, Bitcoin, not interested. But a lot of this stuff that's really well put across is like, yeah, actually, I get it. Now. Um, I, I understand it. Um, because it is, it is. And, you know, you look at it, I was running through with someone the other day, of, you know, the market cap of, Sort of Bitcoin is what the eighth or ninth largest entity in the world that no one's really heard of, or if they've heard of it, they have no idea. So I think it was that that thing of initially getting involved, going, "Oh no, how late am I? Have I missed the boat?" To going, actually, even I am so ridiculously early, and actually, I got it at the right time because I never would have bought it before. I wouldn't have had the technical ability or I just wouldn't have done in the early, early days. Um, and probably without some of, dare I say, the more professional commentary content that there is, has been available over the last couple of years, I think before I wouldn't have done it. Um, so it was just the right time for me, but I'll, you know, say to everyone now, they'll go, oh, you know, what, what's the next one? What's the next? I go, you, you are so, so early because if the average man, lady on the street, you ask them a question, it's, um, it's, you know, Mike, is it Mike still? He's out there in the streets of, um, England with his microphone asking actually, and often asking a sort of demograph and age that you think would have a clue. And it's just incredible. Um, and it reminded me actually, his whole thing reminds me when we were training people in sales, this is way back, we used to say, you know, people will never buy a product that they're skeptical of. So, actually, in some cases, an offer on a product could be too good that someone goes, that's too good to be true. So, we used to send people out in the streets with um, 
like five pound notes and they go out with 25 pound notes and try and give them away stop people and say would you like five pounds 90 percent of the people would just go oh, and just scurry off going no well why would he give me five pounds what's so it's quite interesting it's it's, it's quite interesting Am I right in thinking you rage quit all of the influencers and chartists and trade analysis guys? Yeah, uh, it was. That's what was sucking energy out of me. I think um, was just this very short term. And look, if you're a trader, you're a trader. That's your job. And actually, one of my friends and a very successful one. Um, He's also tried his hand at trading Bitcoin, which he thought would be the easiest trade ever. And I've had various messages from him going, oh, no. And I've had messages from his wife on the schoolroom going, and she'll come to me, have you seen, seen the price? I'm like, what? Oh, he's, he's, he's had a terrible weekend. And it's interesting chatting to him as he goes, look, trading is in my blood. I can't, I, I don't hold, I, I trade. So this is, you know... Um, but yeah, I just there was just too much from some very, very decent people. I just had to stop all these charts because it was just almost just just not 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 good for the soul of actually the way I look at this and the way I speak to people is this is a long-term savings technology. And you know, be prepared and don't look at charts, even though you probably will, but you've got to set your stall out. But this is for uh, the long term, not six months, six weeks, six days. You know, so that's very much my sort of, you know, philosophy. And the the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the um, anon versus non-anon uh, kind of thing, because I've yes. seen you also tweet out something along the lines of, <laughs> um, which opened a bit of can of worms, like uh, why why am I on here as an uh, as a NIM rather than my real name or something like that. And yes. that, that kind of yes. like fired everybody up. So you must be in, and I think there's a lot of this mindset out there. I think the grass is always greener, right? I've mm. sat here and I've interviewed many, many people, uh, many and uh, pseudonyms, uh, Laser Hoddle for one, uh, who I you know respect yes. the way that he's come into the space and the way this thesis that he's laid out and he's helping everybody kind of make sense of this last 18 months or so. Um but he just puts the freaking fear of God into me. And like, my, why didn't I stay anonymous? Why didn't I just stay or pseudonymous? Uh, but then you got yes. guys on the other side of the fence, like yes. yourself, thinking, I got something to add here. I want to be part of this fight and I want to put my name to it rather than just be anonymous. So is there yes. that thinking at the moment, like playing out in your yes. mind? And do you see it with others? Yeah, as well? definitely. Definitely. Well, I, I think there's probably two things is initially when I think it was an old Twitter account that I then changed the picture and changed the handle. I, I wasn't then aware how often I would be on it. So it was it was a bit of a sort of throwaway of, oh, yeah, this is funny. They're all doing that, whatever. Um, again, I don't have, you know, many followers and don't seek lots the followers but um i wasn't sure i'd ever input anything that anyone would find that interesting and then it sort of changes and actually now i think it's you know one or two do you, do you stick with the hashley for a bit of fun and uh you know you potentially in the old days could get away with certain comments that you wouldn't as yourself i think there was one other 
thing that actually, so my business partner is not on Twitter at all. Um, there is one quite important client we've got, uh, and I can't give it away, who, um, yeah, that, that was a, yeah, they're a finance, there's some finance angle to it. And they were very important, probably not as important to us as they once were. And we just thought, oh, any excuse, if suddenly they stumble on me being really pro, it could, but I'm sort of, again, over time, it's down to conviction. I think it's a matter of me and timing and going, Actually, because what I'd like to do is contribute more in the space. I'd love to work somehow in the space of, you know, Bitcoin, it's how, however it could be done. And to do that, yeah, you can't, you can't go out as Ashley Giles, uh, even though he's still um, probably on the job market. Um, but <laughs> you, you're going to have to just, you know, especially, especially, especially with the sort of, I guess, the target audience I think I could resonate with. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I think it's going to change, and I think um, yeah, it's um, probably a matter of when, as opposed to if. But I'm um, very severely that way, so yeah, it might be R.I.P. Ashley in the foreseeable. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I've seen a few other accounts, that, and especially what's going on in um, in Canada and this uh, this fight for freedom yes. over there, and uh, people want to do what they want to do and people like Jeff Booth and Greg Foss and, and Benny yes. Sessions, you know, they're, they're there. They're, they've, they've taken the stand and uh, yes. you know, they're, they're holding those keys and that Bitcoin for the truckers and uh, that they yes. are fully doxxed. Everybody knows who exactly who they are. Uh, and yes. it's, um, it's a brave thing to do. Uh, so I, I just feel as though right now that there's, there's more of that discussion happening if not um openly on twitter probably in in people's minds uh so i mean and i think as well yeah and i think as well it's you know i'll be probably brutally honest that for the first four or five months aside from a business partner i wasn't very vocal about it because i wasn't sure i was doing the right thing and then you get confident that now i will just speak to anyone about it I mean, this weekend, you know, we, we, we were away um, up north and luckily came back last night to avoid the bad weather. So we came back early, but, you know, a um, couple of friends popped by, very bright, husband, wife, and she was really keen into it, heard a lot of stuff, had some great questions, and it's like, yeah, fine. And then the guy's like, is this all you ever talk about? And yes. Uh, and then I thought, oh, I just want to try this dairy farm route. We're going for a tour around this dairy farm with um, some kids. And I just thought I'd just throw the word out there. And he sort of, you know, he knew a little bit. And then he totally got it, actually. Um, and then he was then going off about mining. I said, I'm not an expert on mining because he's, he's putting all this solar on the roof of uh, all the buildings in the dairy farm to cut back electricity price, et cetera. And he said, you know, you can get energy from the manure and whatever. And this guy's got 950 cows. Um, and so it was interesting. I said, well, I'm going to send you a note of, I said, I don't know anything about mining. There's a lot of the technical stuff I don't, but if you're interested, you know, Get on. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. I'll just, yeah, chat to anyone about it. Uh, my wife is just like, I, I just can't believe it. She goes, you're in the middle of this, you know, milking parlour in the countryside. But she actually turned to me and said, what are you talking to me about? My pardon? What, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh yeah, you got it. It's, 
that's the way it's going to be that's for fun. the rest of your life. That's, uh, you know, yes. get used to it. It doesn't matter who, who you are coming to contact with, whether it's the barman, the, the, the personal trainer, the, the, the barber, it's always going to come up. Yeah. And uh, my, even my kids now, before we walk into a place, they'll be like, Daddy, are you going to try an orange pill, the, uh, the, the, the restaurant owner? Yeah. Of course I am. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. Do we have to listen to that again? But you, you can be part of yeah. it if you want. You know, all we're Absolutely. trying to do is help people. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's do a bit on 100%. on marketing, marketing the the yeah. the change that yeah. you've seen in your twenty five year or so um, in marketing. Um, what what I'd, what I'd be interested to know is now uh, with a with kind of a, a Bitcoin mindset, Bitcoin lens, looking back at some of the past things uh, that you've either seen or seen other companies you know, doing or pushing or advertising or sales tactics. How do you, um, how do you foresee the change? I mean, what, what, what do you see as what I would term fiat marketing and what Bitcoin kind of focused mind marketing would be? It is a really interesting one, this whole, and this is sort of what I've chatted to a couple of people, um, because I think one of the issues that, you, you know, um, a lot of outsiders have with, um, say, Bitcoin, um, I mean, crypto just clouds even more confusion. But it is such an alien topic for someone um, that it's almost easier to stay away and not find anything about, and it might be for someone else. Or if you're my age, you go, oh, it's just for kids playing on the internet. And, you know, it's not really for me. Well, I would argue that actually people at my age, it is as important as anybody, you know, if you've got a family bringing up and what have you, it's crucial. So I think what's interesting, and these people um, in the main uh, aren't on Twitter. And if they are on Twitter, they're following some sports people or chefs or something. They don't watch, you know, I mean, there's a lot of YouTube to stay away from. So, you know, they're, they're not going to settle down and, you know, tune into watching Carl the Moon or MM Crypto or someone over Sunday lunch, uh, which, you know, is pretty bad viewing or any sort of relevant podcast. So I think what's interesting is um, for me, chatting. so what we've done, apart from me just going around sort of speaking to people and actually... You know, there's quite a lot of people that I now know, and I'm not taking complete credit, but um, have bought, you know, a decent amount of Bitcoin and then their brother has or their sister has or what have you, okay? Because I think that's easy because if, you've, if you know someone with some trust there, you go, okay, well, I get it. Um, what's really interesting is I've done a few talks recently. And so for our own business, now our own business, our average employee is aged 45 to late 50s. And there's about 70 of them, 70 employees. And this has been absolutely fascinating. So there's myself and my business partner. Um, I've obviously orange-pilled friends, as he has. Um, I then got asked to do a couple of speaks with some friends, businesses on Zoom and speak to them about it, just a real basic level, because, you know, whilst whilst I can't, you know, the whole technical angle, I'm not, you know, I, I, 
my brain doesn't work that way. The whole philosophical, I mean, I get confused by some of the commentary, which is fascinating, but frankly, their brains are too big for me. Um, but what I can do, and all my life, essentially running sales teams, being in sales, is actually explaining something simply. So I went away and did this horrific looking, but content was okay with my commentary, little eight slide PowerPoint presentation, headline Bitcoin for the over 40s. And just a very simple. And what's been fascinating, so I did it with our staff and we then said, okay, so as of next week, 85% um, of our staff are all taking a portion of their salary through Bitcoin payroll. Um, through really? London-based company. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that this is 50% of their salary, but you know what I said, I think it's my duty that these people who, you know, we've been locked with through covid actually because um, you know, they're decent earners um a lot of them you know uh through covid i guess being sales people having to be sat at home for months and months on end when actually they are just out and about people at busy lifestyle shows trade shows it's what they do it's a very difficult thing to then sit in your own four walls so keeping the morale up, running a lot of Zooms, even though there was no work to talk about and all that sort of stuff was key. And I said, look, we've got to talk to these guys, not compulsory, but I've just got to give them a little presentation saying, guys, it's not financial advice, but I'm saying that, you know, basically, my opinion is you are incredibly irresponsible if you don't learn about this and probably get involved to some level you're comfortable with. Um, I'm pretty shocked with the take-up um, I'm pretty shocked with the amount of people who offline have said, okay, on top of that, I've got X amount lying around in a savings account. I'm going to put that to good use. Um, so, yeah, so that's been really interesting. But there's been a few common themes of, right, question one, what Bitcoin do I buy? You know, two, how on earth do I buy it? Okay. Um, three, why Bitcoin and why not all these other things out here? Because my mate's mate uh, has made a fortune on it or, the, or my mate's mate has lost a fortune on it. Um, and so it's, it's, it's so basic. And these are people who have life insurance policies. We know through work, they have work pension schemes. They have mortgages and probably have had for a long period of time, yet they have no idea. Um, but now they do. And I think the other thing is, I think, you know, you, you look at it, and I think I'll come on to, from a marketing point of view, I think some of the marketing out there and some of the, you know, I mean, let's look at it, be it wallets, exchanges, whatever, but who ultimately they, they want to acquire customers and give them the best experience and for them to use them 100% of the time. Um, I think some of the marketing is in one very similar audience where they're all doing stuff on Twitter or they're all doing stuff on YouTube or they're all, they're not taking it to a wider audience. Um, and I don't quite know why. Um, and the second thing is, is a lot of people who, and I've had this from people back to me say, 
I can't get anyone to buy Bitcoin. I can't orange pull them. It's impossible. They're all losers, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, what are you saying to them? Because if you're saying you need to offline store day one, you need to then day two run a node uh, and then day three do this, it's like, whoa, 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 slow down. The only way, you know, is to get someone actually just to buy a bit. And actually, I, I say buy a time a little bit and sell it straight away and then buy it again and then sell it and so you're comfortable it actually works and then start however you want to do it do you want to be a bit more like me where you're a bit more aggressive in your, in your early days or do you want to just set aside a certain amount through your payroll or just with your own discipline every week or month um and yeah just try not to look at the price and i think that's the whole mindset shift is you know, I'm, I'm sort of telling them, say this price, you know, for the next year or two, it might increase, it might stay the same, it might go backwards. But, you know, you've got to have that mindset that this is for the long haul. It ain't a trade. Um, so it's been really fascinating. Um, and I've spoken to just one company saying, well, how can you get your, you know, how could we, how could I help you? How could you, how could you get it out there? Because no one's heard of you. No one knows who you are apart from a huge community in Twitter um, and people who are in the space. You've you, you got to get known. Um, and, you know, I understand they're not going to get huge features in traditional press and what have you. But there are ways, you know, I think there are ways in business networking groups, in, you know, seminars, ed educational stuff. Um, and that's where, you know, I'd love to do something with somebody to go, right, um, you know, that's how we're going to do it. It doesn't have to all be online. And this is really interesting. So, you know, our business did a lot for many years. And I mentioned it earlier with the um, recipe box companies um, in the UK. Um, and one of the really interesting things, this is only seven years ago, was when you're doing like food shows, food festivals, um, ideal home shows, and you have a pop-up stand with some brand activation reps who are on there who are trained in the product and people at shows have paid 30 quid entry. They're there for four hours. They're in a buying mood. That's sort of, that's our audience, okay? The real interesting thing with the recipe boxes were, and it's only six, seven years ago, people couldn't understand how it worked. They couldn't get their head around it. They're like, what, does this come from a supermarket? No, no, how does this go? How? And it was, it reminds me so much of this. The questions were so stupid. Now, six years on, everybody has tried one. Some people order 52 weeks of the year. They're now ordering all sorts of other stuff on these flexible subscriptions, which used to scare the life out of people, but are now commonplace. It's completely different but actually it's similar that no one will buy anything they don't understand or engage with something they don't understand so you know don't you know and he's absolutely incredible but your mate down the road who's come for whatever don't give them a michael saylor 90 minute interview on day one because it's too much it's unbelievable but it's too much likewise probably 90 percent of the content that's out there is just too much and maybe it comes from an angle that is too aligned one side or the other rather than this is it 
this is what it does. This is its performance. This is who is involved in it and has bought it. This is how you buy it. This is how you should look at buying it, be it regularly, lump sum, whatever. And then there's all sorts of other stuff like this is how you secure it and all this sort of stuff. That can wait. That can wait just a little bit down the line once someone's engaged. So, yeah, it's been fascinating. So I think it is one of those things that, you know, um, and you do see, you do see, you know, some of the, you know, certainly I'm more UK focused, but you see some of these sort of wallets that have had a lot of backing finance and they're sitting on Twitter with like 2,000 followers. You're like, well, you've only got 2,000 followers on Twitter. How many people are actively using your product I, I don't know because no one's heard of you so that, that that's an interesting thing for me that i think i i do believe that everybody involved has a duty to get you know to where can they add value i can't add value anywhere apart from using the skills i've been given to spread the word um but i think there's a massive education piece that needs to happen um and you know, I don't know if we're further behind in this country than a lot. I mean, it's, it's quite positive that you, you've heard a couple of politicians um, sort of mention things recently uh, and a couple of historic politicians working in, you know, certainly parts of the Bitcoin sector. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's a um, massive, massive education piece, a really simple education piece as to why people you know, need to take this seriously. One of a better word, a, a sales pitch, uh, uh, you know, a well-honed yeah, sales pitch. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. you being in, in, in that game for, for as long as you have, you, you, it's probably, you're probably having more success because you understand it's about, especially one-on-one -on -one in those one-on-one -on -one situations, it's about letting that person uh, talk. And finding out their pain points, because yes. if you if you jump in too early, that you know they dismiss Bitcoin. Oh, it's bad for the environment. Yes. And if you just let that sit for three or four seconds, rather than you just go straight into your, you know, dismantling of their their. It's not even an argument. It's just uh, you know yes. four words they've said. Then you can listen to like okay, so why do you think it's bad for the environment? Or the five whys, the classic. Why do you think it's bad for the environment? Well, how do you think we can, you know, fix that? And why do you think um, it's using too much yes. electricity? We Bitcoiners tend to be uh, both feet in first, rather than yes. you know, letting letting that develop and realizing, ah, there's your pain point. Now I know what article to send you. Now I know. Uh, what to ask you about next time we meet in a week or two. And Absolutely. now I know. So that's, uh, that's definitely something that's been missing. Um, and we should be uh, more patient to do, especially in those one-on-one -on -one situations, but like at a bigger level, like um, you having a marketing company, how, how do you think you, uh, or how, how do you know that you can help Bitcoin companies, for example, in, in, in the UK, you've said you've already worked with one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I so it's, Again, similar. Um, back in the mid to late 1990s, um, major credit card companies, their 
and this is obviously pre-mass, you know, online advertising. Um, the way credit card companies used to acquire lots of their companies, uh, customers, was having designated spaces within um, arrivals and departures at UK airports. And you would have um, all the big names wanted to work in that sort of space. And it was a model where, you know, you would have um, a pod with two very well turned out, normally female, bright um, reps, uh, brand ambassadors for another word, who would work from 5 a.m. till 10 a.m., another group from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m., another group 3 till 8 p.m., engaging with everyone, basically giving them some sort of incentive, so some air miles to sign there and register for this credit card. It was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acquisitions every single year. Um, really interesting. Um, and, you know, again, I think it all comes down and I think you do have this probably look it all comes down to cost per acquisition and what does that customer look like and what is the investment worth spending in acquiring said customer um, so you know I think I, I think a lot of people and again it's something we analyze as a business and other businesses we work with is you know it's, it's fine but if you look to the crypto and said, okay, well, it, it only cost me £15 to go and get someone to download and use my wallet. Well, that's great. But if they're only spending, all due respect to them, £50 in a year at whatever, you're losing money, you know, for that one, you know, that one customer. What you want is to build a more engaged audience who are not going to maybe split that. So I, th I think, you know, I think there is some real opportunity and I'd willingly talk to anyone about them, you know, building stuff, either outsourcing in-house, trialing things. But I think every single person has the duty really to look, let's get people more educated. And if they want to get involved, great. If they don't for their own valid reasons, that's also fine too. Um, but just to simplify it, um, and I think that's the problem now. I mean, I don't deal with any of the exchanges that list, but you know, you look at some of the bigger ones with these thousands and tokens. It's like, where, what's good, what's bad, what's the well? We all know that nearly all of it's bad, but it's um, you know certainly more the Bitcoin only focused ones. I think probably need to do this more. Because again, they are, I think we're all, you know, potentially suffering from this, a lot of poor information out there of trying to compare other projects to Bitcoin, which are just, they're not comparable in any way, shape or form, but people are bundling them together, um, which I think, you know, the likes of Fidelity and their report and some other things in just the last couple of weeks, just again, are making that divide going, well, yeah, there's Bitcoin here and then there's this other stuff over here. Yeah, correct. Correct. It's, um, you're, you're right. It is incomparable to, to anything um, in the legacy system. If you look at a, an exchange, for example, they are, well, the product they're selling is the uh, ability to buy Bitcoin. Right, that that's what it is, yeah. and that is going to help that person's future in immeasurable terms. You, like you just can't put a price on it. But at the same time, yeah. the exchange also has to grow 
to be able to make money, to be able to exist, to be able to have the ability to offer the <laughs> that service. Yes. And it's yes. like, and your credit card analogy is um is really interesting because they didn't give a fuck. They just wanted you to get into debt on their credit card. Yeah. I remember actually credit cards, prepaid credit cards turning up on, you know, through our letterbox in the mid to late 90s with mm. my name on it from a visa or from a, a, a Barclay card or from, um, you know, who name it, you know, pick your pick your bank of choice. Like, here you go. Happy 18th birthday. Happy 19th birthday, whatever it is. Here's a credit card. Um, go for your life. And, and I remember, like, you know, my parents straight in the bin with that. And that that was real shitty. Mm, a dreadful. real shitty thing to do. Because I, I have friends that went out there and thought it was free money and got themselves into uh, a ridiculous amount of debt by the age of 21, still paying off the jeans and trainers they'd gone out and bought on that first week. Yeah. And it is, it's this whole, I had an old friend of mine who was a um, mortgage broker. And uh, this is years ago. And it was in the um, many years after, but the, the, the council right to buy scheme was, you know, um, in place where, you know, council tenants could get a very sizable discount on the value of, you know, owning their council home. And it was really interesting. This has been around for so long and it's similar. And he actually became this mortgage broker, albeit, I mean, I don't really see him now as probably charging astronomical rates to these people for, in terms of uh, who we placed them with. But he started getting involved in communities and running seminars on what the right to buy is. And you had these people who had lived in a council house for, say, 20 years, had the money to buy it, had a huge discount that they then could wait a couple of years sell and be free if you like didn't understand what it was and so he actually made a career of pivoting from normal mainstream to this sort of sector of just educating people in you know and it was mainly in the south where property prices are and some of these discounts were incredible um and i remember back to it was a job i did in my mid-20s and again it was sales and we, I was working and we got approached by a business um, and they were, they were, it was sort of when the internet, I mean, the internet had been going, but I didn't really, I, I wouldn't have had an email address then and I don't think I had a computer then. Whether there was one in the office is questionable, um, but it was a, basically an online um, version of the Yellow Pages. And so basically you'd go out business to business going, hi, can I speak to the, find a business owner, person in charge of marketing? Right, from this 199 quid, you'll get your own web page within this thing. Anyone around the world will be able to find it, see it, whatever, and we didn't sort of really know. And it was hilarious because literally you would just get 99% of the people just laughing at you, picking up the big yellow pages going, well, oh, I'm a, I sell beds or I sell for, I'm this, I'm that. Everyone knows where to find me. What's the, what benefit is this going to um, do to me? And then suddenly, you know, so it, it didn't work. It was unsellable in volume. So no problem. Three, four years later, that yellow pages is a hard copy. doesn't exist. <laughs> so, and that, that sort of reminds me and thinks this is a bit where we are right now. 
um, with Bitcoin. Um, so very, very early. Um, so yeah, all, all interesting, lots of work to do. Yeah, and it's great to be, like we said earlier, it's great to be a part of that fight. Um, did you see, just a random question, did you see Kevin Peterson enter and exit pretty quickly, it seems, Bitcoin? Yeah, I saw, I saw him enter. He never responds to any tweets I send. Um, I don't know if, it, uh, yeah, maybe he did exit. I don't know. Um, I know he made some statement in the early days. So maybe that uh, I think Peter McCormack got him onto it. Um that he's been told to buy it, forget about it, and leave it for four or five years. That was one of his tweets. And he did have, you know, the logo by his handle and has come off. And so, yeah, I don't know, don't know. I did notice he's still following some people. So maybe he's back in, I don't know. That's the, that's the only cricketer that I'd, you know, heard of. Um, but uh, yeah, um, we, yeah, it's, um... It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before we reach the, you know, the people with big followings that uh, can start making a, a big difference, especially to the uh, the younger crowd. You know. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's some interesting when you dig around. There's some interesting people. Can't there? Anyone here who are following some, some in, and you're like, oh, you. That's a yeah. That's a that's an interesting one. Um, that you just, I mean, that is when you do have too much time on your hands, when you're spending time looking at other people uh, who they're following on Twitter and going to, you know, that is, that is you know, going, oh, I bet, bet they're a Bitcoin. Right, let's just delve through and see who they're following. I mean, that is too much time on your hands, but still. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, if you did have one last orange pill to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Goodness, what a question. Who would I give it to and why? Okay, so there's a couple on this. I would give it to... Um, there's two. Um, the food business I'm working with, we are working on a... Um, we want to. I don't think anyone. We want to accept and on our balance sheet holds some Bitcoin. Um, we are getting some pushback from some other investors in terms of wanting to do the same, um, and uh, that is one thing. I think you know, given the bias of where you know I live, and whilst I always have these grand ideas of moving overseas and whatever, I think we're probably in the UK to stay. I think of all the, you know, like it or not, Brexit, all the stuff that's gone on here and actually, you know, certainly in recent times, us bizarrely becoming a bit of a freer society quicker than most other places in it that no one even thought. Um, I think there's a big orange pill for, I'm not going to say the present government, but parliament here in the, in, the, in the same way that it seems that you know in the US whilst it does have its detractors it's got people like Lummis and uh, Ted Cruz and whatever who seem to a get it and understand it I think here it's so wishy-washy and you know it, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes um, I mean it's quite interesting I was sent out this morning there's an updated HMRC view so it's obviously here um, but is it just that reserved UK mentality um i don't know but i think you know i think as a as a as a nation um well, it's like anything isn't it you know 
there are going to be countries that get left behind. Um, that is just, and whether that's this year, next year, five years time, um, and we just can't be one of those. And I think there are certain, you know, I think I think things are creaking here. Um, you know, in terms of just around the cost of everything, the quality of everything, be it roads, transport, infrastructure, everything. It's, you know, you look at, you know, the health service and just things aren't great. And I think actually, you know, having some real Bitcoin focused people um, would be refreshing. And I think it'd be refreshing for a certain party or people lobbying to get into and win local by-elections to actually you know understand it because i think you know i think the knowledge in this country i, I would estimate it's probably worse than most i think it is way behind here um because we've been used to this certain financial system and you know so yeah i think someone in uh, government here and the present investor in a, in a business uh, i look at um the wife's now on board which is a good thing uh, that took some work <laughs> that helps <laughs> yeah yeah more by just pure pure boredom and incessance um just like yeah i give in <laughs> um so yeah but no it's good it's it's all good it is you know for you know going but you know to 50 years old sort of you know it, it just it brought to just an extra lease of life of just positivity in a time when actually the last couple of years have been anything but that for anybody of just wow this is you know this is this is part of something you've However big that part is, you know, you, you've got to be in it. Exactly. You can't not be. You can't just sit out. You've got to, whatever it is, just embrace it and, you know, learn about it because it, is, it makes so much sense, you know, uh, so much sense. For me, it's not a case of, you know, oh, is it, if it, it's going to be, it, it, it's whether, it's how quickly it is, Um you know, uh, and it might end up being slower than a lot of people want, but you know, these fundamentals just don't lie, they don't change. And the stuff that's going on globally, internationally is just, I mean, it's mind blowing. And Bitcoin doesn't care. Like you said, that's the right. fundamentals are there every 10 minutes, every two weeks, every four years. That doesn't change. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, mate. Well, where should people come and find you if they want to uh, reach out and, uh, you know, carry on this discussion, learn more about your marketing, if there's uh, any companies out there that want to get involved uh, with, yeah, with your mean, consultation? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fine. I, mean, um, I think it's at Ashley Giles. I don't even know. Yeah. Ashley Giles. Not many followers. But yeah, and then I can, you know, we can have a discussion. It's interesting, actually, recently, I've just started discussing more with actually a few people who I'm connected with. There's, a, there's more, shall I say, there's more people embracing a bit of face-to-face, -face, a bit of Zoom than maybe before of, right, it's going to be a blank screen or just a code name. People are getting more comfortable, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's, um, actually, no, it's at JCAS tweet, J-C-A-S tweet. JCAS tweet. I'll put that yeah. um, as the title in um Great. in the episode and people will come and find you and reach out and follow you and dm you and hopefully there's uh that there's someone out there that you're gonna be able to help yeah love to love to be of help all right mate well, well it's thanks, been uh, thanks for everything great, great. really uh yeah i really uh kind of you to offer and uh, yeah really uh privileged to be on
Always, always happy to get the plebs on and uh, especially the Bitcoiners because, uh, like you said, there's there's not that many. They're underrepresented and there's a lot of great stuff going on in uh, in Euroland, uh, UK being um, obviously part of <laughs> Europe, not the <laughs> European Union. But uh, yes. then, um, you know, we're all in this together and uh, appreciate you coming on, mate. Mate, pleasure. Take care. See you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and thank you again, Hashley, for coming on, giving up the time, stepping up as a Bitcoin pleb, a Britcoiner who's sitting there trying to make heads and tails of what's going on. You're doing a great job, it sounds to me, with your orange pilling sessions, your your PDF presentations. Yeah, it's awesome, mate. Really, well done. That, that's, you know, to just think of the lives you're going to change by doing that uh, and the knock-on effect, the network effect, of course, as we call it, um, it is absolutely huge. Uh, the, um, we, we were experiencing a little bit of cutout, guys and girls, plebs. Uh, that is because, yeah, you guessed it, there was some bad weather in the UK on the day that Ashley and I were, were chatting. Uh, I'm sure that does not surprise you. But um, yeah, thanks for sticking with it. It was uh, a great rip. Really appreciate, again, the time that you've given up. And good luck with all your other orange pulling sessions, mate. Now, guys, uh, I get a little tongue-tied in the opener. Uh, I want to make sure that you want, uh, that you get the information if you want to head to the Bitcoin conference. 6th to the 9th of April, 2022. You must know those dates by now. Please beware, the price tickets, they are going to be going up in a, in a week or two. Check the website, you can hit the link in the show notes, check out what's going on, what the prices are. There are four days. Day one is industry day for those who are looking to build Bitcoin businesses. Days two and, days two and three are general conference days featuring the speakers that you all know and love. There's going to be Bukele there giving a big surprise announcement. Goodness knows what that'll be. U.S. Senator Cynthia Lummis has now stepped up to the plate, as well as Jordan Peterson. There's going to be Jack Mallers there, Adam Back, and many more. And then the end, the fourth day, is going to be the world's first and largest Bitcoin music festival, Sound Money Fest. It's going to be headlined by rapper and fellow Bitcoiner Logic. Steve Aoki, CL, Run the Jewels, San Holo, Dead Mouse, not Dead Mouse 5, and many more. And last year's conference, as you know, was sold out. This year's will be, uh, it's going to be massive. I want to get there. I'm hoping for restrictions to change. You please check restrictions. Do your own research. Can you get there? If you can, get your tickets. Use code bitten for 10% off at checkout the other show sponsors as you know they were going to be there swan bitcoin are going to be there swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten you can go and meet the guys behind swan go and hang out with Corey and yan and all the other guys there make sure you are supporting coincorner.com relay.ch bitcoin reserve and shift crypto because that's where you can store your coins take care guys and thanks for listening